Today's episode is sponsored by Youmore. Youmore helps us better understand and uplift our mental health with instant screening, data tracking, insights, and targeted exercises. I've had the pleasure of having both co-founders on the podcast, and I really admire what they do and love their vision behind the company. Youmore is the AI-powered mental well-being tracker that helps you build positive habits, change behaviors, and share your progress with friends, family, and physicians. Youmore's vision is to make mental health as seamless and as accessible as possible. Its purpose is to act as a support and prevention tool and to provide you with the data and insights to help you develop an awareness of your current mental state and stress levels. The way it works is very simple. You download the app for free on your smartphone. You fill in a quick questionnaire that will assess how you're currently feeling, which will act as a starting point, and it will check in with you daily to track your well-being over time and so that you are able to see your progression day by day. Youmore also gives you access to many evidence-based exercises which are designed to help you live your happiest and healthiest life. The goal of Youmore is to be your friend, is there to help and support you in your mental health journey. And to find out more, you can check out their website at youmore.app. Hey guys, welcome to Hope It Helps. Today's guest is Tariq Khan. Tariq is the co-founder of My Wellbeing Lab, a startup whose mission is to unlock mental well-being by making it easier for employees to talk about their mental health. The way it works is first by gathering data about the current state of mental well-being of your employees, then creating specified workshops to tackle the main issues, and finally offering coaching support for your employees to create long-term change. In addition, My Wellbeing Lab was also involved in the first mental health report in the Middle East and North Africa in the entrepreneurial ecosystem. During this episode, we discuss the main roadblocks to the mental health movement in the region. We talk about various strategies and services that companies moving forward must offer to their employees to support their mental well-being and how it's going to take patience and time to change the cultural narrative surrounding mental health. And the last message he wanted to share is to be kinder and have better inner dialogues with yourself. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Tariq Khan. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, so Tariq, me and you actually connected. I'm sure my guests, my listeners are tired of hearing this through LinkedIn because like 90% of my guests have come through LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, and I saw that you're the co-founder of My Wellbeing Lab and you're in the mental health space, which is my space. So anytime someone's doing something in mental health, I'm like, all right, let's sit down and talk about it. Because what I've noticed is although there's a lot of, there's a lot of commonalities across the board, no matter what you're doing with it, everyone has a different like mission or perspective on how they want to tackle the issue or what's important in, from their perspective. So I wanted to have you on the show and dive deep into you know, mental health and the work you do and so on. But yeah. before we get into everything, Tariq, why don't you give all of us a little bit of background about yourself and we'll take it from there. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm originally from uh, England, a place called Coventry. Okay. Um, and so born and brought up there and then moved to London for a couple of years in my early 20s, then moved out here in 2014. Uh, right at the start of 2014 and uh, was working in like the event space um, from there went to like Kareem for a bit worked there as partnership manager and then went back into events but as, as that's always been happening mental health has been kind of either on the mind or been a part of life okay just kind of throughout the whole time and I think even before when I was in the UK but definitely more prevalent when I when I arrived here okay interesting. Um, just like dealing with, you know, being away from like the, the home comforts and things like that and obviously sure. going through certain things. Um, and then it wasn't until I would say 2018 was when it was like, I really want to get into this space. It's something that is interesting. I remember seeing a, uh, I was in the UK and I saw a company that were hiring for 
someone in like the mental health space. Okay. And it was like a partnership manager role. And I was like, that's pretty cool. I'd love to do something like that. Uh, and I was in the UK at the time. I moved back for like six months before I came back here. Um, and so like I was in the process of like interviewing with that job before I moved back. And I was okay. like, but I really enjoyed like speaking to them. I thought it was great. And I'm, so I came back here and that was always kind of on my mind, but nothing ever really happened. Um, and then it wasn't until kind of last year before COVID. So like, it was like a couple of weeks before when we had, when it's locked down. So in like right at the start of March, I did like a, a coaching course with a 2B <coughs> Limitless. Okay. Um, and that kind of got me into the understanding of like mental health, but also coaching as well. Mm. And then it was this year when we launched My Wellbeing Lab. Because we did launch something last year, but that was like in the middle of the COVID. It just didn't really work out. Okay. And, and like it was more of a coaching, executive coaching thing. It wasn't, it wasn't really the right space for it at the time. So we waited. And then uh, this year was uh, My Wellbeing Lab. So this was the introduction. This is the introduction. Well, congrats on launching, man. Uh, uh, My Wellbeing Lab, man. Uh, I've taken a look at what you guys do. I think it's interesting how I think you've <clears throat> structured it quite well in terms of specifically with working with like corporations, like having the discovery lab, workshop lab, and then the coaching lab. So it's finding out where you are right now, yeah. like where's the your organizational health for that matter, and then transitioning from there and taking them through the process. Okay, here we are, and how are we going to get to the optimal thing or where you guys are trying to go? Yeah. And you said something interesting that you got into the mental health space in 2019, 2018, but it was always on your mind. And mm. where, I guess... Did you go, did you have your own experience with mental health that you're like, and you, you, you overcame it and you're like, okay, I want to help other people, you know, get through this or what was it about? It was always on your mind. Could you explain that to it? Yeah. I mean, I've always had, it's always been there. There's always been like something in my mind that's, yeah. that's, I don't know, I've struggled with, um, certain things if it's, you know, putting too much pressure on myself or mm. self doubt sure. or just negative talk and all of these things, which everybody does. Um, but it wasn't until like a couple of years ago where it started getting really bad. Um, and then I was kind of, I think towards the end of last year was when it, when it kind of hit that point as well, I need to go and speak to somebody now and have a conversation about how I'm feeling because this isn't normal. Yeah. Um, and I kind of went through life just having ups and downs, ups and downs, ups and downs. Sure. And, you know, it's when you look at bipolar, it was like having that manic mania of being high and then low. And, low. And, then, okay, yeah. and so when I spoke to, um, so I spoke to a doctor first who said, you you kind of have symptoms of this. Okay. Um, and then after that, what I then did was see a therapist who has kind of helped me understand and unearth, unearth all of that. So, yeah, I had the the kind of struggles with it, but I just never really thought about, you know, it's everyone has issues and everyone of has course. their own their own things, so I never really thought much of it and I was like, I'll be fine. Um, but it wasn't until I actually had a conversation and then once I understood what was happening and then started looking into it and reading into it more, you're like, oh my God, like this act, well, actually, you know what, there's... Uh, this isn't normal. This isn't. No one should feel like this. And if yeah. if everyone is feeling like this, then we've got some work to do. Hundred percent. Because yeah, that's this is not right. So yeah, I kind of did have that, but I was really wary of saying I didn't. I never wanted to when it was creating my wellbeing lab. I didn't want to portray my story. Okay. Which is a weird thing to say, 
But I think there's so many stories, you know, and there's so many stories which are not like maybe more relatable or for for the people. I don't know, but like Tyson Fury has a has a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And once you hear the story, it's I'm only going to repeat similar things. Okay. Um, of what people are saying. So what I wanted to do was instead of talking about it, let's do something about it instead. And and so like have some actionable points instead of just giving a story out. Mm. Um, so I was always quite wary about that. And I spoke to a couple of other people about maybe should I share a share story, and they were like, yeah, like you should. But I don't know. I just felt like I never really wanted to 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 put that out there, which again is 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 probably the stigma of of mental health overall. Like of people not talking and not speaking out. I was always like, oh no, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. burden people with 100%. my problems. Um, but then, yeah, after a while, I've opened up and I've spoke to people more, and I've, I've, you know, I'm, I'm quite open about it. Um, and even when I have meetings with people, I tell them like, yeah, I had these 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 feelings and these thoughts, mm. and um, here we are now. And so, yeah, it was it was it's weird because I talk to people about um, opening up the stigma of mental health and let's talk more and do all this, but I never I never did that myself, and I. I know I'm a co-founder of a mental health company, so <laughs> if I can't do it, then Christ, it must be a lot harder for, for other people as well who, who aren't in this space and doing that sort of stuff. Sure. Um, I, think you made, uh, I think you made a great point. And I, so I had someone on the podcast last week. Uh, he's a career coach. Yeah. And I was asking him, uh, for example, you know, like all the top athletes in the world, even they're experts in their field, but they have a coach to help them get to that next level or to like help them with their work. So I was asking him, as a career coach or like an executive coach like yourself or like a coach in general, do you need another coach? And he said something that really stuck with me and he's so true. He's like, Khaled, sometimes we need a coach or a mentor or someone to talk to to give us perspective on ourselves. Because he's like, as humans, we have a blind spot when it's impossible, very hard for us to be objective about ourselves. So when listening to your story, because I've been there too, you know, I tell people, you know, you should talk about your mental health and like push it out there, whatever. See, I can give you the best advice yeah, in the world, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You do that, whatever. And then when we're in the same, like, for example, we're in the similar situation, we're like, yeah, maybe not for me, yeah, you know? I'm not going to do that, yeah, but I you should do that. Yeah, you should definitely do yeah. it. <laughs> so I relate, uh, I really relate to that a lot. Um, so I saw the, um, I saw the, the, what is it, the, what is it, the report. Yeah, that, that you were part of uh, with, you know, Wamdan and Power and so on. And it was really interesting to read, like getting data on that and so on. And one thing that came that stood out to me was that 68 percent of startups prioritize mental health uh, or, and mental, mental well-being in their company culture. Now, given the work you've been doing so far, um, do you think in your uh, in your experience, in your opinion, it's easier to implement those kind of things in a startup when comparing it to a large corporation? Uh, definitely easier in terms of, you know, getting past red tape and uh, implementing it when there's less employees, definitely. I think as well, one of the big things is that, I mean, we've we've done some work with some, like, large corporations, but we've also done stuff with startups as well. And I think with the startups, especially in this region, there's more of an openness, openingness to learn um, about mental health as well instead of just oh here's the product go away yeah, and do okay. something whereas I think we've had like a lot of conversations with teams we've had a lot of you know discussions and it's sometimes not even been around okay or well, the, uh, the coaching lab or the discovery lab it's been around just talking to them and how they feel and I think we did something um, recently where 
you know what's good about working with startups is you can add things here and there and mm. you can just like put things in yeah um and so we were talking there was a uh, a report by dr shane fleming from the university of cambridge and this was a couple of months ago he did it and he talked about the effects of like webinars and the effects of workshops on mental health and how some were positive and some were negative mm -hmm. and even though we thought they potentially could be positive they were having negative effects and um, one of the things he spoke about was how gratitude within corporate cultures and doing things for charity or doing like a bake sale and raising money for charity and things like this had a hugely hugely positive effect on 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 a on the overall team uh, morale, but also how they felt as individuals. Yeah, yeah. So I was talking to a startup about this and they were like, okay, yeah, let's do it. And so like, it's so much easier just to, to come up with ideas and do that. So yeah, I think there's definitely more of an openness to do things. However, I think with a lot of the companies here, there's always the talk about, okay, where can we fit this into our budgets? Budgets? How, yeah. How can we how can we afford to pay for something like this? How much of a priority is it? So some will place a huge priority on it, others will place kind of a medium level priority of it, and then some we have conversations. Then it just it just you know fizzles out. Fizzles out. Yeah, and yeah, that happens a lot. Um, so it's about getting them to understand and really see how it's going to benefit their people. But also one of the reasons why we did the discovery lab was to that was more f not even for our point of view it was f to show them yeah, exactly yeah. yeah 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 to give them that data yeah i think um first of all i'd never heard about that uh, what's his name again Fleming? dr shane fleming shane yeah. fleming that's a uh, listening to his explanation of it makes a lot of sense because when you're doing something for example for charity or doing some volunteer work whatever the case might be being of service as people naturally gives us fulfillment yeah. You know what I mean? Um, for example, when I was, I used to work in sales, but I'm like, I'm selling, I don't really care about what I'm selling here. So I'm like, I'd like to sell something that could like genuinely help someone to give me that fulfillment. So that's why I do what I do now with hypnotherapy and with the podcast. So I understand the concept of the importance of fulfillment. And coming back to what you said earlier, I think that you're right. With startups, since there's less people, number one, okay, yes, there's less red tape, but there, it's easier to in, ingrain that into the culture from day one versus like, a, let's say if you got your startup with like even 30 people, that's fine. It's small enough, you know, you can put those in from the beginning. If those are there from the beginning, I think it's easier to build from it because it's been there since day one. But large corporations, for example, they've been doing, they've been going one way for like 30, 40, 50 years. They have yeah. hundreds of thousands of employees. So I think not just from a number of employees perspective and red tape and hierarchy and politics and all that shit i think a culture thing because cult i think you you must have seen your experience culture is probably the most important the thing we want to change the most but the thing that is the hardest and takes the longest to do so so i don't know is so is like from your perspective do you think the, the way forward is to start with small like startups or like medium scale start there and hopefully that will like eventually create the culture for like everyone else to like join in what do you think um to be fair yes and no i think okay i think yes definitely it will it will help um with a lot of other startups mm. um 
But also what I found is that when speaking with startups, they've also looked at these bigger companies and, they, and they've kind of tried to look at the ideas of what they're doing as well. Okay. And so it's like, oh, um, what's, what's kind of the plan of, you know, such, such large organizations, what, what are they doing and what's worked for them? Because uh, it's great to see like that path of like, well, they took this path and, and that's worked. So maybe we should try that. So I think, yes, it, it will help overall and boost but I think at the same time you have to go for the big ones too because a lot of people look at them and think right they're now making changes they're at this gotcha. level gotcha. Um, so yeah there, there's two ways of looking at it but I definitely do believe that if we were able to create like an ecosystem here of a you know 10, 20, 30, 40 startups that all had the culture of prioritising mental health and prioritising mental well-being as a as a whole, that would only help not only the companies but the people within them because those people might end up going to these large organisations and be yeah. like, oh, we used to have this uh, this tiny startup with thirty people and you guys have got all of this money and all of these people and you don't have this. We we need to change that. So yeah. I think not from a company point of view, but just from individuals. And I think that's the most important thing okay. is that a lot of these companies need to stop thinking always about the the company is so much of the people that are working for for you. Mm. I think that is the the be all and end all at the moment. So putting people first rather than the company first, or yeah, like profits yeah. and so on. It yeah. has to, it has, and it's like a cheesy thing to say, like putting people first and you hear it all the time, but it is so true. It's the reality, yeah. they, they are your company. Then if all those people leave, you have no company. So think of it like, that's one, that's how I like to think of it. Yeah, and there's, I think there was, it was like seven out of 10 millennials like identify themselves with their job. Mm, I can see so that. it's that that identity of, of 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 you is you know a lot of it a lot of the identity coming from your job like when you meet someone for the first time what after three or four questions of what your name is where you're from what do you, what do? you do yeah literally and yeah. so and people pride themselves on what they do and I've been in situations where I'm like oh yeah I uh, uh try and big your job up more <laughs> trying to impress people and things like that you're like yeah I, 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 I basically do all this yeah. but, um, and but, and that's not sometimes a reality. And then, then you feel bad and you're like, yeah. oh shit, like I don't. And so it's, uh, <laughs> it is such an important thing. So I, I do think that by, if people are able to work for companies that really focus on them, it's gonna make such a difference. 100%, I, I, I totally agree, man. And the way things are going, I think it's becoming even like more and more important for companies to start doing that. I'm gonna come back to the company side in a second. I wanted to take just to go on a slight tangent. Um, so you got for the report that you guys made, Dr. Naif Al Motowa. I think you guys had. He was the expert that you guys had to speak on the report, and he said something about focus on what you can control, and because if you focus on things you can't control, it stresses us out. Which mm -hmm. makes sense. But he's like, the only thing we can control is the way we think. Now I've heard this ten million times. Yeah. So. I wanted to ask you if so I came and asked him like, Tar, okay, I understand. I need to. I can control the way I think. How do I even start to do that? To change my perspective? To change those yeah. thoughts? You know, be, knowing like being aware of it is one thing, but how do you actually start completely reframing that? Well, I mean that 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 notion of you can only control what you think comes from, you know, the the early early centuries of of, of Marcus Aurelius in. In Rome, and it's like the, the kind of the basis of Stoicism, of you know control what you can control, and then you know he he would wake up in the morning and he would um, 
think that everyone's going to be horrible to him today. Everyone's going to be like this. And so he'd go into the world thinking the worst can happen mm. and try and, you know, kind of bypass all of that and, and, and have a good day. But I think I've, I've even said this before to people and people have taken it the wrong way. I remember a year ago or so I said that when it was like COVID and we couldn't fly out yeah. uh, I was like, yeah. oh, and the people were having issues with visas, I was like, oh, you can only control what you can control. True. Let's not worry about that. But people still were getting, you know, agitated and annoyed by that. They were like, well, yeah, obviously that makes sense. And it's true. Like you're saying now, like, yeah, of course that's, if it's that easy, everyone would do it. Exactly. Yeah. And so I thought about that and I thought, okay, if it's that easy, then everyone would do it. So why aren't we doing it? And so mm. I started like looking into that and, Say there's a there's like you say how can how can you implement that and and do that I think one of the biggest things of doing it is and I've done this quite a bit recently is I've written down I've I've wrote down everything on a piece of paper of what's annoying me what's getting me down what I need to do what work needs to be done what makes me happy you know everything yeah and uh, I cross off all of the things that I can't control oh interesting so okay. everything just gets crossed off and then you're left with things that you can't can control and you're like oh i've only got like two things here <laughs> yeah exactly and then and then i'm like okay fine and i'll go and do that and you know you 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 think you can control everything but you can't control you can only really control one thing and that's your own thoughts mm. you can't even control your own health yeah you want to try and be as healthy as possible but something can affect you i mean i was ill last week like yeah exactly i, yeah. You, I couldn't control that yeah so you can't even control your own health but you can only control the way you think. You can control. It's even hard to sometimes control your emotions. Like we, we say 100%, that. Hundred percent. Yeah, of course. You know, so the, the thoughts in our head are, are what we can control, um, and it's about have to work at that. Yeah. You have to work on that. Yeah. Like you know, mind control and mind training and all these things is is training. You need to do it every single day. And so, yeah. But I would say to that is write things down cross everything off and then you'll realize that there's only a few things that you can do and then do that and go yeah. and, and do it and then if it's easy everyone would do it but it is easy once you you see it on a piece of paper and yeah yeah there's something about um writing things down and like even if it's uh, i used to do this like always when i was in like my lowest points always i sit in front of my computer on the keyboard and I don't know if you've had this experience, like journal, kind of journaling, but it wasn't yeah. really a journal. I'm writing like an essay of like the last six months yeah. of what's been going on and why am I, why yeah, am I here too. now? And I don't know if you felt the same way, like why, before I even like start typing, like I know what I'm thinking and I know what I want to say, but it's like, I used to think like once I write this, it's real. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I'm, it's like I'm reading like a story and like it's my story. I'm like, oh shit, this is actually like how I'm feeling. And I get like nervous. No one's going to see this, but yeah. it's like between me, it's like a nervousness between me but it's and by myself. It's there, yeah. you know? And when you read it back, you look at it in a, at least for me, it gave me a whole new way of looking at it. Either it definitely helped take some of the like sting out of it, whatever I was feeling. And also reading it, when you're reading something, I think you start thinking of like thinking of things. You're not stuck in like a, you're not in, so in it that you can't really see a different side. You can't see, feel a different way. You can't yeah. see a light at the end of the tunnel, for example. Um, but I think what you said is a good exercise. I think it's very use. I think it's very interesting. I haven't done that before, but it, like you said, I think what what I really like about that is it shows you how little you can control. Yeah. And us as people, we, we think we can control everything. Uh, thank exactly. We can't. You know what I mean? And yeah. we 
doing that kind of would give you like that. Uh, oh, okay. It's that would be a nice wake up call for you to see like things aren't really how they are. There's there are so many things that you like when you really like go into it. There are there's literally like even driving here. Like I could have been thirty minutes late by something I can't control. Even though I left, you know, forty five minutes earlier. Yeah, like, yeah, it's just, yeah. It's silly, but there's so there's so many so many things, and I think recently I think there's I've I've got this um i've started just thinking in a different way of of not only um things that i can control but just like the fragility of life as well as a whole mm. um a friend of mine passed away i think it was about six weeks ago now oh, and he was like the life of the party mm. he was like really really uh he was always happy and he was always like joyful you you have a conversation with him you even if he was having some struggles or issues he wouldn't ever tell you because he, he was just Okay. He was just joyful, and um, uh, it just made me think like he was. He, I was literally talking to him about you know football, how Ronaldo's back at Man United, and then <laughs> the next day I I couldn't talk, and I was thinking like that is, it's just insane how fragile life is. Like in a second, just just like that, yeah. uh, an illness can come and get you, and so I, it made me think a lot about how just you know I, you get worked up about being you know things you see online that that. that that affect you or things that you can't control and all of these things and, and really when something like that you, you don't ever want that to happen to you and uh, you don't want to go through that but it does take you to the point of thinking well yeah you kind of do have to um, appreciate a lot about life and just appreciate that you know we have opportunities to control what we can control because yeah. things things don't do that and I, I, I listen to um I think it was uh, a podcast a few days ago, and this guy said, "If you had like a, if I gave you ten million dollars tomorrow, but you could only live for another week, would you have it?" And they were like, "Well, no, I wouldn't do that." And it was mm. like, "Well, okay, so the most important thing for you is time, mm. and so why are you spending a lot of it feeling this way and doing this and not trying to be, you know, the best version of yourself?" And again, these are all easy things to say. But it's like implementing them exactly. Which is, what I struggle with, what you struggle with, what I think, we all struggle I think with. what everyone struggles with. I but think. yeah, so there's there's so many like buzzwords, there's so many things that we can <laughs> say to each other. Exactly. And this is why why with my wellbeing lab, we really wanted to kind of just put all of the noise and the talk away to one side and be like, right, action, action, action. Here exactly. we are. Let's yeah. do this. Let's do this. Yeah. Instead of just talking about it because we've we've talked a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I th I totally agree with that. We have talked a lot. Um, and on the the story you just mentioned about your friend, first of all, I'm so sorry to hear that. Uh, and second, those events, like you said, kind of wake you up and mm. like think, you know, why am I upset about the guy who like cut me off? Like, why am I upset oh, about yeah. <laughs> my pen that just fell or like whatever? You know what I mean? Like being so um, like annoyed or frustrated by these little things in life that in the big picture don't don't matter. But the our problem as people is this. I said, I was saying this during, uh, like when COVID was still like super like hectic, like, yes, now everyone's like wearing a mask, everyone's scared, whatever, but as people, like something, even something this traumatic that's affected the whole world, people, number one, we're dumb and we forget, we forget very easily. We're like, oh, this is gone now. We can go back exactly to how life was. Mm. And somewhere down the line, something like this is gonna happen again. And this is just what happens. So like you said, it's, <clears throat> Having that wake up moment is one thing. Does it help? Yeah, it might do. But it's 
sh- I think it's for a short period of time because yeah. you just because as life goes on, you know, you have your family, you have your work, you have your friends, you have all the stresses, all the things that happen. You just get, you know, sucked back into it. It's very hard to maintain that level of perspective and appreciation. Um, it's very difficult. You know, all the time. And something you said, which actually perfectly segues to my next question. So my issue personally, I want to see what you think, is uh, like you said, we've talked about it a lot. And my issue when it comes to like mental health and personal development, there's all these buzzwords. There's a million that everyone uses. Live your fullest life and yeah, and like all this shit. I agree with it. It's not that I don't, but mm-hmm. also it's when you hear it so many times, I'm like, okay, come on, like guys, let's be real here. Like, yeah. Let's have something that's more real. My issue with all this is a lot of people tell you what to do, like the benefits of doing this, either for personal development or mental health, but very few people tell you like how. Yeah. You know, I'm telling you do this, but I'm not telling you how to do it. You know, and I think that's one really important thing that's missing in this whole conversation, you know, because I can say the fancy words, but if I don't tell you how to do it, what's the point? What do you say? What's your perspective on that? Well, that was one of the biggest things when when I started doing the coaching. And I remember I was speaking to this... Um, executive coach in the US her name's Michelle Woodward and she's um, she's one of the, the best coaches she's amazing and um, I was talking to her and I said I'm I'm afraid to be one of those like gurus coaches <laughs> yeah, like, yeah yeah exactly you, like yeah. do this do this yeah, yeah. and then you know they, they and she's like you see all of them they come here they're flashing the pan it's like there's reason why I've been doing this for I think she's been doing it for like 20 years mm. maybe more um and so like, a lot of people always tell you, this is how to do it. And I'm thinking, but are you doing it? Like how, like, exactly. are you just telling us how to do exactly, it? Exactly, yeah. And so like the buzzwords and all of this, it's, and we see it a lot here. Yeah. Uh, with, with, with not only mental health, but personal development. Yeah, do this, do this, and you'll be successful. Mm-hmm. And if you really want to be successful, then if you buy my course, then yeah. you'll definitely be successful. <laughs> so, and I'm thinking, so okay, true. so you're making money from me get buying the course. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So it's like how how so this was going through my mind all last year. Like I'm thinking, right, that's what I don't want to be. This is what we want to be, and how can we do it? So then it was like, how can we show people how to do it instead yeah, of exactly telling them? And I think uh, my wife t- talked to me about this. One of her friends told her to read this book, and so we read the book, and we were like, we already know this, and so um, I think a lot of people have now got to the stage where people know. Mm. what it is you know that you need to drink water you know you need to eat healthy you know that you need to have x amount of steps a day and go to we know this how do we do that and so this was one of the the main pillars of of my well-being lab was to start implementing action and saying right tell me where you're at at the moment and tell me where you want to get to and what does your day look like Mm. what are you doing and so we would like we will when we do the coaching with people and we do this coaching with every single employee within within the company if they want it. Okay. okay. So, um, and we dissect their their daily lives of like, right, this is where you want to be. What's happening? What, you know, have you got a routine? Have you got a schedule? Like, and so, then we will ask them questions and and question them and coach them really of how to be able to implement this because, again, I don't want to tell you that you should wake up at this time. Uh, you know, I used to, you know, it was only it was only like six years ago that I'd start work at 8.30 and I'd wake up at 7.50. So, yeah, you know, yeah. like, uh, exactly. I, I, you know, I can tell you everything, but if you're not going to do it yourself, then yeah, no, the so, so I want you to be able to, to come to me with that, with yeah. with, with that idea of, of this is what I'm going to do. Because as I said, 
you're in control of that to for the most part so i think it's a lot about the person that you're coaching that you're speaking to mm. and letting them understand not there's only so much advice you can give people and they don't 100%. want and i think so recently now i think as well people are sick of hearing advice and they're sick of hearing buzzwords yeah and they don't want to be told what to do they want to be able to do things and have that autonomy of being able to do it so essentially that's what we're trying to bring out of them like okay you know what to do let's do it yeah exactly and i think you touched on a good point that you could i think people are sick of hearing like advice they want uh something actionable something that they can start using to because also, as people were impatient, so like, I was like, okay, I want to do the thing that you're telling me about, but I want to see like quick results. Result. Yeah, exactly. And that's what's going to keep you maybe going through it. There was a, did you see that Will Smith, uh, like YouTube series that just came out? No, I haven't. Uh, it came out like last week called Best Shape of My Life because he put weight on, he said. Okay. And uh, it was to lose 20 pounds in 20 weeks. Okay. And I loved that because it was a pound a week. Yeah. Which is now reasonable. I guess. How many people looked at that and thought twenty pounds, twenty weeks? I could do that in four weeks. What a waste of time! Like, mm. Why, why is it taking you that long for? But it was like it was just showing people that it's not all about quick results. It's about being sustainable exactly. and being able to like make them last. Exactly. And and so like that is something as well within personal development, within mental health as well. Of you don't want it just to be a flash in the pan. Here it is. You feel great. And even one of the, so we work with um, uh, the American Institute of Stress, and we also work with um, the World Health Organization as well um, for our discovery labs. And, you know, one of them's of how you felt in the last 30 days, how you felt in the last two weeks. Um, you need a, a, a short, significant period of time to see how you feel. But even with that, even with that time frame of like, you know, a couple of weeks feel good, couple of weeks don't feel good yeah it's the same with um keeping things sustainable when it comes to like you know weight and, and mental health it's that up and down up and down yeah. it, it needs that consistency so i really like the fact that it was 20 pounds in 20 weeks and it was mm. you know 20 weeks is a long time yeah uh and it kind of went against everything that you see at the moment yeah everyone wants quick fast results and i think i posted about it um on LinkedIn about um, Glover Cesera. Yeah, the, uh, I saw that. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. One title at 42 years old. I, you know, and we see all of these, everyone boasts and talks about oh, how quickly I did this or, you know, I'm the youngest person to do this. I did that myself when I was like, when I was younger and I, I did something which I was the youngest person to do it in, mm. in a company. Yeah. And I look back now, I think, what's the, so what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Someone's probably done it now. Like, so yeah, I think it's uh, these, these, it has to be long term you have to think long term yeah. when doing something and don't beat yourself up if you if you go off it for a day you know yeah, of course if you feel if you feel down for a day and you know you don't want to do a lot then okay yeah it's fine tomorrow we have another day let's go again but don't let that keep going and keep going and keep going exactly. because that's when you go fall into that rut 100% and i think that's so i've always talked about um routine the importance of having some type of mental health routine that you do every day um, specifically for what you just said and I always say I post on LinkedIn about like guys yeah I this is a routine I have but yeah sometimes like there's been months that I haven't done it like but I have something to fall back on and but usually some but I sometimes in my experience it's come when I haven't been on it for a while 
I get to a certain place and then I'll be like, why am I feeling this way? I'm like, oh, okay, it's my mental health. I haven't been taking, I haven't been taking care of it. So I always say the importance of routine is to, because it's always going to be up and down. So no matter what you're doing in your life, weight, work, love, everything's up and down. There's nothing yeah. that's just a straight, you know, consistent line. So I think having that routine makes the highs even higher and doesn't make the low so bad. It's like that found it's like that foundation level that everything's just gonna you know just gonna bounce off. Yeah. That's that's how I see it. What do you what would you say? Yeah, I agree. I think like like you say, everything's gonna be up and down, but what you can keep constant is your actions. Yeah. Throughout. Yeah. And um that's definitely something even I don't I, even I've struggled with that. Like I do things in spurts. So like a couple of weeks I'll be on it and I'll do everything that you know, you know meditate, journal, you're supposed to do all these things, I'll do it and then I'll fall off for a week and then I'll go back and so yeah. it's, it's sometimes you know it's about keeping that consistency and I, I've I've struggled with that in the past and um, but now it's it's regimented of like right this is what's going to happen at this time this is what time I'm waking up mm. you know this is what time I'm going to jujitsu and this is what time this is happening so all of these things uh, are in place and I think by having these conversations with with companies and speaking to them as well um you do you do see that people, uh, not all of the people who are in the, the higher positions, uh, in the management leadership positions, but a lot of them do have some sort of routine set up mm. um, and some don't. But the ones who don't, you, you can see that even if they haven't got something that they've you could they could tell you like this is what time I do this. There's something behind. Yeah, yeah. The, There's some the organization the ma- kind of thing. Madness, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, so I do think it, it does it does it does help a lot. Um, yeah, but it, it's 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 trying to keep that yeah. level of consistency throughout. <laughs> yeah. um, and again, like you said, talked about like buzzwords and different things. There's so many different things to do. Yeah. So you can get overwhelmed with hundred percent with like okay, so I, I woke up at six and then I meditated, then I journaled, then I did some breath work, then I did this, then I did that, and then it's like it's like you 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 start work and you've done everything and <laughs> it becomes a bit. It bec- it becomes like too much. You're like, okay, now what else can I do? And and you start craving those new things. So there's, it's there, there's there's so many different things. So I think it's it's about what works for you um, overall. Yeah, I uh, I totally agree with that. I think you can get overwhelmed by how many things there are. Yeah. And I always say I'm like, listen, keep it as simple as possible. Even if it's start with one thing, see how you feel. You know, adjust. It's even now. It's even now. Like there's no. It's trial and error, and it's always going to be trial and error. You know, you might do this for like a couple months. You're like, okay, maybe this isn't working for me anymore. Maybe I need something new. I need to add something. Maybe I need to remove something. So find what works for you. But the most important thing is you want to keep it simple, something easy, something you're happy to do. Because I've had this experience. If you give me like when I start putting a list of things to do that I genuinely want to do, if it starts becoming a task, then something just like spur of the moment that like, oh, I'm doing it and I'm happy doing it. I start getting like, ah, oh, yeah, maybe, you know, I'm not in the mood to do that. Even though I genuinely want to, but now my mind has shifted to something that I have to do yeah. instead of something, you know, I, I want to do. Um, and the whole point of routine, why I think it's important is, like you said, the consistency. But the routine is the stepping stone because all you want it to do is become a habit. Once it's a habit, it's a lot easier to do because it becomes that thing, you know, if you've been working out for years consistently, you know, you know, go to the gym for like a week or a couple of days. There's that guilt that's going to start building up. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, I need to get my ass back in the gym or whatever. So once it gets to that level, I think it's easier to maintain. But you still will go off. It's normal. Um, 
And I wanted to ask you about, so the thing about mental health is, I think, unlike a physical injury, like a physical injury, I can see, I can feel that pain. It's instant, you know, I get that quick, quick feedback that tells me there's something wrong in my body. With mental health, it's very sneaky. Mm. You don't, and a lot of times, myself included, you don't realize you're not in a good place until it's too late. You know, it starts with one thing and then just progresses over time. You know, you start being less motivated, less productive, can't sleep well, you're not working. Like, it affects all areas of your life, both men, obviously mentally and physically. So I think that's the biggest challenge when it comes to mental health. So I wanted to ask you, in terms of, if I was trying to ask you, how would you explain the progression of like mental, like let's say your mental health falling off? How would you describe that? Do you have a story maybe you could tell us about how, like something that's happened to you or something that you know? Yeah, I mean, up? we uh, we did some work um, with uh, with a company in DIFC, and one of the uh, we we spoke with one of the girls there, and she actually was talking to us generally just how 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 she felt, and she. Um, she was saying, no, this is how I feel like before I have to come to work and, and this is how I just feel generally. And I was like, and she's like, yeah, but everyone feels like this, right? This is normal. And I was like, no, this is like mm. not normal. Mm. I think we, we've we normalized like the feelings of anxiety and the feelings of just general anxiety as, as like, or the fear. Uh, and we've normalized it and we've added like, you know, some even comedic value to it, like with all these memes and things like that. Um, and so it, it can creep on you and creep on you because you think, well, everyone else is feeling like this. This is just how people feel. Uh, before you know it, you kind of hit that point. And she did. She definitely hit that point of where, like, I now need to maybe go and see somebody because I've realised that this isn't a normal thing. Um, yeah. And to to go in and, and have that conversation. So I think in terms of how... What what we do is we try and make sure that you never have to get to that point. Exactly, it's by, prevention. Yeah, yeah, by by having these conversations and by by talking to to people and, and letting them understand that right, this is how you're feeling at the moment. If you continue in the same way, this is what's going to happen. Mm. And it's so easy to not see the signs. Yeah, I um even looking at myself like just it's hard to even look at it now and, and think back because it's like, how, how did that happen? Yeah, exactly. How was, how was it able to, to get to that point? Even with the things that I knew, um, understanding that all of these different things about mental health, it just, it creeps up on you out of nowhere. Exactly. And yeah. we've seen this with so many other people that we've worked with. It just, it's crept up on them and you just don't want to get to that breaking point. But you, how, how can you see the signs? I think one of the, the big things is communication with people around you mm. that that's so important like Just, your support group yeah you yeah. need you need that support group for sure and you know even even then sometimes it's like getting them to understand as well making them sure making sure that they're aware of of right these are these are the signs so it's hard like you can explain to your friends sometimes they may not they may not know um but it's 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 one of the things it's, it's very hard to to pick up on yourself. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, there's no like, I, if this is happening to you, then this is mental health. It's because it, it, it may not be, but it may, it may well be as well. You know, you might stay in bed for a few days and might not want to get out of bed, but that, you know, is that mental health or are you just feeling a bit Sick under girl. the weather? Yeah, or, you yeah. know, just not feeling up to it. Mm -hmm. um, it's, 
how long has that gone on for and all of these things. So it can, it's very, it's a very tough thing to find out unless you speak to someone about it. And yeah. that's why one of the big things that we're doing is like just trying to have conversations with every single person within a company yeah, and speaking to them and, and, and seeing, because we can see the signs um, and the coaches that we have, they see the signs. And so they'll have these conversations and they'll say, look, we're going to refer you. We have like, we have like partners in, in Dubai Healthcare City. We're going to refer you to there. Go and, go and speak to them mm-hmm. uh, who are like clinical psychologists. Yeah, yeah. Or if it's something that the coaches can coach, okay, we're going to come up with a plan. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's, like you say, it's, it, it crept up on you, it's crept up on me. Yeah, it creeps up I, on everyone. I wish I could give you an answer of this is how it, this is the, the way to fix it, but yeah. I couldn't I couldn't say yeah. this is what you can do because it, it, is, it, is a, it is a tough one. Yeah, no, it is a tough one. But I think uh, two things that you said stood out is, I think communication, even just speaking to, you know, like the, your support group, which means the people around you who you trust, who love you and so on about maybe if you're not feeling too good, whatever, maybe they'll help get you perspective. Maybe they'll notice something. So I think communication is important. And two, it's very, like you said, it is very difficult for ourselves personally to catch ourselves when we're in a bad place or before we get to a really, really bad place. So having maybe more education personally and for the people around you on these are the signs to look out for guys if you see me you know n- you know not being very reactive and not in the best mood you know like maybe check on me like ask me like what's going on and maybe that will you know spark yeah spark that thing there's um that's a good point i think as well from having i've had like coaching sessions but also by seeing a therapist as well Mm -hmm. yeah um and some of our coaches they they've kind of gone through like cbt and they've they've understood that um but by going through that process i've been educated myself on catching the signs now personally and so you know if i ever feel a bit down i'm like right okay why and then i start questioning i start coaching myself questioning myself um and that has helped a lot and so if it wasn't for the coach and if it wasn't for seeing a therapist, I definitely wouldn't be able to manage some of the, the feelings that have happened, you know, in, in, in this year. So that has been a huge change. Yeah. And so education, not only educating your friends, like you said, but educating yourself and understanding that feeling. And like you say, managing emotions and, and controlling that. Like sometimes we can't, but we need to learn how to try and control them. Yeah. Um, and what's the difference is like it's such a like different emotions when it comes to like mental health is it's such a complex thing that yeah we don't ever learn we don't ever think to learn about why we feel certain ways that we feel like why do we feel really happy when we hear good news and really sad when we hear bad news like what's the yeah we know because on the on the surface level what's under that like what are the the reasons behind this yeah um I do think that is something that overall we we definitely need to need to start learning. It's, it's taken me a long time to to learn it, and I've got a long way to go. But even just the bit of information that I've got has helped me. So I think that's definitely something that could help others. Yeah, no, for sure, man. I totally agree. And like you said, um, I think one of the one of the issues is because I'm gonna get on to this next question. So I think one of the issues is that when we're talking about emotions. Number one, like think of how you grew up. Was there ever a class in school or in university for that matter? It was like, oh, these are emotions. This is how you feel. This is what it impacts. This nothing. Like, right. this is all 
okay, maybe there's been literature about it there, I'm sure from like psychologists and stuff in the past, but only recent last maybe 10 years has it started becoming like to the forefront and a lot of people are starting to talk about it. That's why you hear it, mental health, for example, like all over the place now. Um, and I think there's a, us not being taught how to do that, on, that should be like a life skill that you're like taught, you know, like that and for example, like sales as well. Like these two skills that you're gonna use for life that are always gonna help you. Um, one thing you said um, uh, on your website is due to the lack of the, to, due to a lack of education, there's still a stigma surrounding mental health in the region. Okay. So before I ask my question, this is my perspective. I think, like kind of like we talked about what we said earlier, we've talked a lot of there's, everyone has talked about mental health by now. I think the education is out there. Um, so. I believe if you still have a stigma about mental health is two things. Number one, you're not taking the time to actually go and learn and read yourself and educate yourself about what is mental health. Mm. And two, I think that you're living in, you have this perspective that like, oh yeah, this is some, um, I'm not a person that's ever affected by mental health. My mental health could never be affected, you know? And I know lots of people, and culture plays a big part into yeah, that. I was I about get, to say that. Yeah, yeah I get, I 100% get that. So I don't know, like, I think if there's still a stigma, you're choosing to keep the stigma. I don't think there's a lack of education anymore, but I wanted to ask you based on what, what you're talking about, what education in particular is missing in your opinion? Like I said at the start, it's, it, we've heard the stories now, so we, we know about it and we've heard about it and mm. so it's got to that point of like, yeah, okay, we know. But I would say the the lack of education now is in the action. Okay, interesting. Of, okay, so we know about mental health, so what we, what we're going to do about it? But we don't seem to get anywhere with that. Mm. I think we just talk a lot. Yeah. And I think it, the... Uh, there's there's companies that you know that tick a box and they they'll they'll have the conversation with me or the other co-founder or some people in our team and okay we talked about mental health today tick and then mm, yeah. and, and and then that's it and it gets to a stage of, of thinking okay but what are we doing and so when I talk about lack, lack of education I think it's the lack of education around how to action things so the how and the how yeah how exactly. because we know the why exactly. everyone knows the why now. exactly and and, and so uh, you know. I, we can talk and talk and talk about all of this, but it's it's not getting anywhere. It's like that person who 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 always says they they're going to go to the gym and they're going to be this and that, and they never go to the gym. And I'm, I'm pretty much talking about myself, but uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm I'm going to get in shape this year. Uh, okay, but how are you going to do it? Uh, this is how I'm going to do it. Okay, so do it then. And yeah. so we're at that point now. And and it's 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 interesting you say about like the culture side of things. It's funny because I'm. So my dad's from India, but he moved to the UK when he was like late twenties, and my mum was from Pakistan, but she moved to the UK when she was like two years old. Okay, brought up in like a Muslim household, and um, when I talked about mental health, they'd be like, "I'd go and pray." Yeah, so yeah, I'd, so I'd, go, I'd go and pray, and then I'd, I'd I'd feel good for a couple of minutes, and the next day I'd still feel the same. Yeah, and uh, I think that's uh, the, the culture of, of that of sure. go and go and pray. I'm going to do this. Yeah, go, yeah. Um, it definitely can have a help. It def definitely can help because sure. prayer is meditation at the end of yeah. the day, um, yeah. and and that's definitely one of the the, the pillars of of uh, good mental health. However, within the culture of, of of where we are in this region, it's the second point you said of oh, I don't mental health doesn't affect me. I'm I'm too strong for that. I'm too. It's like when when uh, 
my friends talk when we talk about jujitsu. Like jujitsu wouldn't work on me. <laughs> I just, if I was in a fight, I would just go crazy. You like it wouldn't work, and yeah. you just think you're crazy. Cause yeah. It, it, but no, it wouldn't. That wouldn't work on me. For sure. Um, and so when we have these coaching sessions about mental health, and, and so we we there's two ways of how we do it. We do talent development. Okay. And we do mental health. So when we're coaching people, you, we can talk about, for example, if you were in our in in one of the in the coaching lab. Do you want to? What, we'll talk about you, and we'll find out okay what you want to do. And it might be that you've got ambitions to be better at work. You've got ambitions to own your own business or whatever. And we, the coaches will coach you on that, and because there's there's two sides of it: executive coaching and mental health. Mm-hmm. The amount of people that have come into this process who who are part of this culture and my culture and your culture, who outside of a coaching session would say mental health is, doesn't affect them. Then they come in and they spend 50 minutes talking about their mental health. It was that was the point where I was like, okay, I think we've gamed the system here. Mm. We're getting people to talk about their mental health through coaching and they're opening up. Yeah. And so like that is a big part of it. And that's what's really kind of changed a lot within that. But back to the first point of of the education is definitely how we've had so, I mean, I don't know how many companies we've spoken to, over a hundred this year um, within the region. And some have been very actionable and said, yes, this is what we're gonna do and this is how we're gonna do it. And some have, have said, we really wanna do it and then it fizzles out and it goes. And it's like, okay, so what are you doing now then? Oh, we had a conversation about it in February, but what what's happening now? Yeah. And so I think this is the the major thing, and this gotcha. is the the biggest issue with with it. It's more the 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 action of how 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 we're going to do it. Yeah. And that's the lack of education now. Yeah. Um. Because, like I said, people know what's what's happening, and people know the conversation they know the stories they know there's so many stories that they've they've been there and they've heard it all so now it's 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 time to to do it and i think there's you know we had emails of people saying next year's our plan to really focus on this how can we do it and it's like this is how we do it and this mm-hmm. is what works and yeah yeah i think you made uh, i think you made a good point that um it, i would agree with you that <clears throat> the lack of education is definitely on the how, for sure. And I think more than that, listening to you is about your, like, I guess the cultural desire from, like, a corporate side and maybe personal side to be like, okay, now you told me the how, but it's like, am I going to meditate for, like, just, like, one day, like, oh, yeah, I meditated. You know, I've taken, like, that box-ticking thing, I think that's the biggest challenge probably is not only now, if you if we've educated you on the how is, are you gonna do it? Mm-hmm. You know, are you gonna be and are you gonna be consistent with it, or is this something you're doing to make yourself feel better for that like couple that day or so on? So I think as well, like we have to look at the region that we're in, and it's such a unique region, and this city is amazing, and and it provides so many things in so many ways, but also it's for something like mental health, it's hard for companies sometimes to put a focus on it because they don't have to. And so if you if we're really going to be open and honest about things, um, they don't have to focus on mental health. You know? Because okay, it's in your if 
these are some of the things that we hear is like, well, it's in their health insurance, they can go and see somebody. How hard is it for someone to even tell their friends about how they're feeling, let alone yeah. pick up a phone, then go to see a therapist and then pay 850 dirhams out of their pocket, then claim it back and be like, oh, hi, uh, HR, I had to go and see a therapist. Um, th there's so many different steps that they, there's, it's like um, when you go to the shop and you buy some trainers, they, the, 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 the salesperson takes the trainers right to the, the desk so you don't have to think about all, the, do I like, need these, do I need these? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And that's the same thing with this mm. of, I, I'm, I'm about to get into the car, go to this, do I really need to? No, I'm fine. I'm gonna book it. Do I need to? No, I'm okay. Yeah. So there's loads of different ways. So that's the first one of, 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 of hearing that. I think the other one is that, well, they don't need to because so many people wanna work here. So many people want to work in Dubai. Mm. And so we'll offer you this. This is what you get. You don't like it? You, you don't can. like it? You can go. But you need your job. Because then if I don't have a job, then I don't have a visa, then I've got to go home mm -hmm. back to the UK. Yeah, also true. And so, again, we can get away with it. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And so why do I need, if, you know, you, sometimes I put myself in the shoes of these big corporations or some of these companies that have basically just said, I'm not, we're not interested. I think what's well, well, you don't have to be really, do you? Because what is, what what's what's the what's the gain of you spending money on this? Mm. And yes, we can tell them that uh, bottom line will increase overall, yeah. and yeah, there's facts course. and figures behind yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. But if you're not interested, like how can we turn that around? Exactly. And yeah. so, like, what's what's great happening now is that people are actually leaving their jobs because of this yeah. here in this region, yeah. and we're seeing that now. And the people are starting to wake up. But in terms of like, compared to like the UK and the US of how people can easily just leave a job and go somewhere, I don't know if we'll ever be able to fully Get to be that like stage. that stage. And so when it comes to mental health in, in organizations, we, when we look at the bigger companies, it's good in a way because they can, they can take aspects and they have budgets um, that able to, they're able to introduce things in yeah. because they've looked at you know what Europe's doing, what America's doing, and they say, okay, we're gonna do this. But when it comes to the smaller companies as well, the startups, some, like I say, are really happy to introduce that. And then others are like, well, well no, we don't need to do that. We don't need to do that, yeah. So it's, if, you, if we're being completely honest, it's, 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 it's very tough here to, because of, 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 of how it is set up. And so I don't know what is gonna change that. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's something to think about. There, no, 100%. And I think you touched on a, a good point about, um, you know, as, like, let's say if I'm a big corporation, like, okay, what? Like, even if it does give me the bottom line and everything you're saying, like, when, I think also it's the time factor. They're like, okay, when am I going to get this, like, 4X in productivity by spending, you know, the, I read a statistic that every dollar spent on mental well-being or like mental health at a company returns four dollars in productivity it's from the world health organization yeah um, so i'm not making this out of my ass yeah. guys um and so even with all the num sometimes you can have all the numbers all the information all the data you know there's nothing the only cost to you is the financial cost and but there's so many benefits that you're going to get not just you know from a financial perspective but from a company perspective productivity all that stuff so and so I had someone on the podcast recently, and he's uh, an expert in sustainability and sustainable transformation. And he works with companies to help them become more sustainable and how they grow and their strategy and so on. So I asked him, I'm like, 
what do you do if there's a company that like is your job like do you is your job to what if there's a what if i'm trying to sell to a company kind of like what you would do with mental health that isn't really interested doesn't believe in it and so on and he says and he said something that really stuck with me and it's kind of what i do even with therapy is that he's like Khaled, i made a decision that it's not my job to convince you i want to work i'm only going to work with people or companies that have that understand this and believe in this and together we can be successful same thing with me with therapy if that's why i always have a call before with a client because I'm also deciding, I'm like, do I think you'd be a successful client? Do I, do I think I'm the right person to help you? Sometimes I turn clients to me and like, guys, I'm not the, you know, I'm not the right one. So yeah. as mental health professionals, is it our job? It feels like it is our job to like try to convince you that, you know, to do this. Or should we just shift focus and just focus on the people and the companies that actually understand what we're doing and believe in it? I think that's what everyone's doing. Yeah. I think everyone is, is, is. I don't think people are having those hard conversations with companies. I think everyone is is working with people that they want to work with, are happy to and open to it. But when we talk about companies, we think of like we don't think of it as there's one or two individuals that are making the decision for up to you know hundred thousand or a thousand people. So when it comes to like having that tough conversation, I'm very happy to have it because okay, you two people might not need it, but there's a thousand people that may be affected by your decision here yeah and so that's the most important thing for me so if they're like no we don't need this and no everyone's okay and this and that this is why we did the discovery lab yeah and it and it was to to show them and give them the scores of what they're getting back and we don't charge for the discovery lab it's, it's never been it's never been something that we've been made money off so is it, is it like a questionnaire kind of thing similar to that it's, okay. it's, it's more of an assessment and what happens is you okay. get you'll get um, three percentage scores back on uh, your, your company's well-being score, their stress score, and their pro- productivity score. Okay, interesting, um, interesting. And then they'll, they'll, they'll see that, okay, 72% of our uh, staff are stressed. And, I'll, and then I'll say to them, well, you said to me when I first meeting that everyone's happy here. Mm. And, and so we, it's, it's a great tool for, for people to um, do that who who may say, oh, no, we're not interested in this. Yeah. Uh, because it's able to show them, actually, here's facts and figures. Exactly. Not just from a report on the UAE workforce. This no. is your Yours. people. Exactly. This yeah, is how yeah. people are doing yeah, for yeah. you. Mm. And here's these scores compared to everyone else's as well. Yeah. Um, like the industry average. Um, and so I'm I'm more inclined to go and speak to the people who, who are saying no. Interesting. Okay. Uh because there's all the people that said yes, they're pretty much they're, there's loads of companies who are doing mental health stuff. So we're going to offer you something different. Like this is why we did like the coaching labs, and this is why we focus a lot on. We don't do webinars. We don't really do workshops that much unless there's a real focus. Mm-hmm. Because there's ten companies you can go for for that. Yeah. But innovation is 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 key here, and and so. We were looking at things that were working and we were looking at things that weren't working and we went to the thing that focused on thing that wasn't working. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's having that conversation with people that don't want to do it. I think that's more important. You're talking about therapy, one-on-one, 100%. Yeah. And definitely. But when it's a company, it's not one-on-one. It's, that's a good point. There's, there's 100, point. 200, 300, 1,000 people that we need to focus on. Yeah. Um, and so this is why... 
when we talk about when I talk about people saying, "Oh, we don't, we don't need it," or "There's no need for it," that that frustration is there from mm. my side because it's like it's not you, it's not you as an individual. There's all of these people that are working for you. How do you know how Tarek, who's sitting at a desk, feels? Yeah. How do you know how Khalid is who who's who's worked uh, six days a week and is working on the weekend and he's staying up till ten o'clock at night? You don't know this. Yeah. And if we were able to speak to these people, coach them, help them understand, help them, you know, breathe a bit, mm. then that's going to affect them. And yeah, your company might feel better, but there needs to be more of a focus on just individuals. I think we are so, I think people are selfish now. Everything's about how, how, how are things going to affect me? me yeah. And not look about the bigger picture. Yeah. I'm not talking about let's all hold hands and skip to yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. But I think there needs to be a focus on on other people, mm. um, and and how our decisions can affect their day to day lives. Like we don't think deep enough when it comes to this. Like how you speak to somebody at work could affect how that person goes home and speaks to his wife and his kids. Of course, yeah. 100%. And so why are we not? And then kids grow up in a certain environment because dad's stressed at work. Like, come on. You don't, like, this is bigger than we don't need mental health. This is bigger than our company doesn't really need it. This this could affect so many, the trickle-down effect is so big. Exactly. That, yeah. And so this is why we are, we're going after the people that say no. Okay. I respect that. I, and I, I, I guess... I understand the difference between, for example, the work I do and the work you're doing and that there's more people involved, you know, so it's not just about a one on one kind of thing. And I think I think the data showing the data is always very useful because that's that's a wake up call. Um, I think it's interesting that you want to convince the people who say no. I think uh, it's probably more challenging, but definitely I can imagine it's much more rewarding when it yeah. when it does work out, too. Um, I guess the thing is. This is another, I guess, another layer and a, maybe a deeper thing. And you are right, mental health, like this, everything's connected like this. And your mental health affects every area of life. Your work does like, it's just, it affects your relationships, your work, your love, your every single thing. So like you said, it's bigger than what meant, just meant we don't need mental health. It's bigger than all this. But what if now I'm a company, I'm like, okay, yeah, thanks for the data, Tarek. I appreciate it. But I don't care. Yeah, that's happened. Yeah, that's happened. It's happened recently. Yeah. Uh, thanks, but yeah, we're okay. And at that point, you start thinking, okay, well, I've, I've, I've used that's this. That's just sad, though. It is. And and um, at that point, you just you, I call them up and I just have a conversation with them. I said, forget about the company. Forget about who you work for. Let's just talk into, as, as people. Yeah. And let's just, I'm not, I don't care if you, if you want to purchase this or you don't want to purchase this, but I just want to talk to you and understand why, why, why are you using these sort of words and, and using this way of thinking? Is it something from above that's mm. happening uh, that's telling you Think, this yeah, or yeah. what is it? And so when you start speaking to them at this, you, you find out they're struggling too. Yeah. Yeah. And so like then then you understand it, oh yeah, I can't my boss is saying this. Or even we did it with a person who's a CEO of a company, he's like, Tarek, I'm under so much pressure, so much stress that I can't afford to do this at the moment. And I remember once there was a company out here and I said, uh, we did we did the uh we did the um Discovery Lab and I said there's three reasons, re- there's there's really three reasons why people won't ever do anything with our company. 
and it's one is is because of budgets. And if that's the case, then look, we'll we'll figure something out and we'll we'll help. Two, it's it's because of lack of education of how to do it. Um, and again, we'll we'll help you with that. And the third one is is because as brutal as it sounds, it's because you just don't care. Mm. And if that's the case, then we need to have a conversation on that. And so what we did was, we just, we, I, I mean, I checked up, I checked in with them, mm. you know, once every couple of weeks, and just had a chat with them, and basically just coached the leadership team for free, nothing, no, yeah, no, yeah. No, just just had a chat with them because I wanted them to understand mm. the benefits of of how because they 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 had so many employees, and I knew people that worked at the company. Okay, I so knew you, that they. So you knew both sides of the. Kind I knew of the both story. sides. Yeah. I knew how they they felt as well at times, and then eventually after doing that, it took like three or four months. They, we started doing some work with them. Okay. And so. Not everyone is in a position to be able to do that. True. With everybody, but True. it was just something that I I knew that that could help that help them. But yeah, you do you do get that they they some people will take it and then be like, okay, we're not interested. What can you do? Yeah, there you go. What can, what you, can do? you do? Yeah, I think that's where the I think the that's where the convincing I think stops. You know, yeah, because you have everything. I've tried, you know, to show you the benefits, but I really uh, respect what you do. That you, if it gets to that point and if they genuinely don't care, you still want to have a you still want to have a conversation with them. Yeah, to that's understand. when you know. I think and I respect because I don't think many people do that. I don't even know if I would do that. That's when like. Uh, the co-founder or anything from business we just put that away okay fine forget it but let's just have a conversation what's anyway. up yeah what's going on because yeah. because if you know how are you feeling forget forget everything else yeah um i think it's just important just because people are sort of i remember once i had a meeting with i was had a meeting scheduled with somebody and she messaged me and she said uh i'm gonna can i postpone the meeting till it was on thursday she's like can i postpone it until sunday my mental health isn't very good i was thinking this is perfect. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> keep keep postponing until it is fine. Yeah, like, yeah, hundred percent. And I was like, how is crazy? How some people are so open and honest. Yeah, and then some people are just on the opposite Close end. Book. Yeah, and it's, it's like, a spectrum. It is re- It is. It is insane how big the the spectrum really is. Yeah. Um, and it's it, it's it's as well like you know you said you were in sales before. I don't know what you what were you selling. Uh, like tech. Yeah, tech, tech startups, and I've done like a, I used to sell like event like SaaS uh, platforms. All oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. And then so I used to sell like exhibition stands at like okay. events. Yeah, yeah. So the event was on this date, and you needed to book your stand by X date to be at the event. Yeah. When you're doing something like this, and and with a mental health, and you're talking to people, when do you start it? When do you really need it? Mm. And things can get pushed on and pushed on and pushed on. Um, and so it doesn't matter if you're the best salesperson in the world, or if that, and if you if you convince the people that you can't convince, and you and you and you convince the people that do uh, do need who don't need convincing, sorry. Sometimes it's like it's then working with the elements of uh, when can we actually implement this mm. and do that. So there's so many different things that can come up. Yeah, it's uh, it's challenging, but it's something that, I mean, f- based on what we've done, we've coached. You know, I've, we've done over. 150 200 hours of coaching wow okay awesome um so that that in itself that's 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 you know people that have have benefited from this yeah and then through the discovery labs and just having these different conversations we've done you know hundreds of them so again that there's a benefit there there's that trickle down effect yeah Um, and we hope to keep just keep doing that yeah no and congrats on that man that's awesome to have you know done that much work and help i can imagine it's been very beneficial to people um 
I think talk, hearing you talk about the triple, trickle down effect, I think another issue when it comes to this space is, like you said, there's there's so many moving elements. There's a huge spectrum, and even if I could identify where you are on the spectrum, then I have to look at like your history as a human to understand why you're here and why you're there. So it's an incredibly complex problem, both as an on an individual basis, like just from Khaled and Tariq, for example, person to person, then trying to take that into like a company that runs in a certain way and there's people and this guy run. It's a very big, it's not a simple thing. And I think a lot of times we try to make it simple. I think we try to make it simple to make it relatable, to make me, you know, more interested in trying it and doing it. But listening, like learning what I've really taken from our conversation today and maybe something that I didn't take into account enough is the complexity of this issue. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's very true what you say. Like, think about how different every single person is, how different our thoughts are. I was thinking about this a few days ago of like how like complex our minds are and we think in a certain way we have our own opinions we have our own thoughts and sometimes it's that we're really like stubborn of how we think and we we can't change it like you can't tell me that cristiano ronaldo is not is uh, Lionel messi's better than cristiano ronaldo you can't tell me that. <laughs> yeah 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 i'm not listening to it <laughs> right cristiano ronaldo is the is the best ever <laughs> and i'm not changing that thought and i'll we'll, yeah. we'll fall out yeah yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. Um, sure. but so and, and even on a on a on a on a silly thing like that, like so complex and like people yeah. talk about things. Yeah. So then it amazes me sometimes how like we coexist with, with people. Like we we get married with, with people who are also this complex and we, we find that that way. And then if you think about it when we're doing that with companies and you know, there's hundred, two hundred people, think about how complex you are as an individual. Yeah. Everyone listening, think about how complex your life has been you know, how you think, how rational your thoughts are, how unrational your thoughts are. Then think of 200 other people like that, put put into this building where one or two people at the top say, right, this is what we're gonna do. All of you people, let's let's try and figure a way of how to do this work forward so we can all make money. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, when you start looking at it like that, you're like, well, how how do how do business even work? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. Like, how does it work? So I think from a, a mental health point of view, it's about being open. Yeah. And I think we we as individuals as well just be open to learning, mm. open to, you know, try new methods that are gonna help our mental health. For companies as well, you know, you don't have to just try. Sometimes uh, the way that we do things might not work. Maybe there's another company that, that do things and that really works for you. Like, try loads of the different things. You don't have to do this, like, for example, like all the companies in, in the UAE just have, like, employee assistance programs. You have, like, a 0.1% uptake in them. Like, mm. no one's using employee assistance programs now. Like, it's just... it. They they were created in the uh, the 1930s to, uh, to curb um, alcoholism. And so... And then it was... Uh, and then it only was until the, like the eighties where other employee benefits started, like adding being included in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. then it was like oh, like paid leave and all of this lot. And so, mm. like I say, like innovation is so important. We're we're using things that are from like you know, nearly a hundred years ago still to try and tackle something which is very much uh, today a, a present a, issue. A present issue, like yeah. people say, you know, if you look back at you know mental health and the, the trend of it be more pre- prevalent. Is it because of, of how our complex our lives are now? 
is it or is it because we're opening up more i think it's, it's definitely both both yeah for sure and so we need to now do things that are that are from today's age that are going to help the people in today's age 100 um but there's so many different things go and try things go and go and have a look go and see yeah. what works for your for your people include them in the process i think this is really important to, to include them in that have that conversation open it up and and see what works for them and what doesn't work for them. Yeah. And there's one of the things within the discovery lab as well. We find out, you know, we find out all of these questions, so then we can go to the team and say, look, this is what they would really benefit from. Yeah. So you don't have to guess. Like I feel sorry for all of these HR people that we speak to, and they said, "Are oh, we got in touch with you because we've been told that we need to do a workshop on stress management?" I'm like, okay, well, why? Why who's told you that? Our oh, boss has told us. Mm. But, but. So you're gonna pay us now. You're gonna pay me money to do that. I just say no. Yeah. I just say, look, let's take a step backwards first. And sometimes, from a business point of view, it's probably not the most wise thing to do. Yeah. But I can, you know, take money off you now, and then it might work, it might not, or I can make an impact, and something actually. We might find that, for example, there was a company over three hundred employees. 45.4% suffered from body and South Abinch issues. Oh, wow. 45.4%. That's, that's huge. That's huge. Huge, yeah. Who's having that conversation? No. No one's talking about that. Yeah. No, one's, no one's having that conversation when they're eating lunch or having a cigarette. No one's, no, no one's talking about that. But we found that out through that, and then we were mm. like, okay, right. If you want to do a workshop, you got to do a workshop on this, not stress management or, or you know financial stability yeah this is what we need to focus on right exactly. now we can focus on that down the line yeah but let's focus on this because this is a big number yeah um it's so that's kind of taking it back and, and doing yeah. that so i think that's that's an important i think what i've uh learned from our from our conversation today and from you is not just the difference between i guess there's like impact and profit like you just said sometimes it can be you know maybe not the best thing for the business but you i think what I've taken from you, Tark, is intention, the why, like, why do you want to do this workshop? Like what, you know, what's the, it's not just like, not just like, oh, my boss told me to do this. Okay. But like, what, why, what, like, what's the benefit you're trying to get from this? I think that needs to be very clear because if it's just an order and you just, you know, following the process and yes, you could give them the workshop, but I've also personally like. I'm not a big fan of workshops. I no. think, you know, it's... I it's really very, don't like yeah, them at it's, all. It's, it's how much am I going to help you, like, relieve your stress with, like, one hour? Okay, you do this, you do that. You it's do just here. talking. Yeah, exactly. It's and just I, hearing someone's story again. Exactly. It's and I don't, benefit. I don't think that's going to create change, like, in the short term or in the long term. You know, yeah. it needs to be kind of like what you guys do. It, coaching, it, it's, it's going to take time and it needs to be like, and, and it needs that time because people need time to change how they think, to be coached, to, you know, to do all these things. Um, one thing I want, what I really liked about the Discovery Lab is your concept of gathering data and not just gathering data about like generally, but gathering data about the company. Now, I started to think I've been doing, a lot, I've been last year done a lot of research into mental health, trying to get statistics and data from the region. And I realized there isn't much it's very hard to find data relating to mental health and something very specific, whether it's in the UAE or in the region. But I think now, nowadays, you're starting to find, you're starting, you're, more data is starting to come out. And do you think um, 
the lack of data in the past wasn't because it wasn't top of mind, but now since COVID has happened to, in the region, everyone's kind of woken up and be like, oh, this is something we need to address. Yeah, I think, I think, I think it's definitely, I don't think it was at front of mind before, because like I said before, it doesn't need to be, it doesn't even be front of mind now. Mm. So imagine then, it yeah. was definitely nothing to, to even consider. Um, so I think now because of COVID, it's definitely helped um, bring that to the attention of, okay, let's focus on this and let's understand where people are at. Um, what my hopes are is that it doesn't just trickle away and fall away. Yeah. And that, okay, we get a couple of reports and we do this and then after a while we're back to where we were because like you say, it's like you said at the start, you do things and then we kind of go before back into our way of doing things how we did it before because that was always the way, right? Yeah, exactly. So there, there are reports and there are some, some new ones, but again, back to that point, we can read the reports, but what are we going to do about it? Yeah. And, you know, I, I did, when, we did, when we did the, uh, when that signal report came out, I think it was like 68% of, I think it was like 68% of employees or maybe it was higher you know not happy in their job that when I think of that I don't think of them at work mm. I think of the I think them at, I think of them outside of work at home how they're feeling how about, they're feeling yeah. at home yeah because I've not I've been in I've been in, in jobs before where I've not really liked the job yeah same here and how I felt at home I used to live in the marina I used to walk around the marina after work like depressed like oh my god what am I going to do how I felt then I don't want people to feel like that mm-hmm and yeah. at work, but at work, I was happy as Larry, like yeah, having yeah. a laughing joke with my friends, because you know, it's, it's, it's even if you're around friends and things like that, you can kind of just, you just get through your day. Yeah. Yeah. You're just blindly getting through your day. Yeah, it's how you are outside of work, and you know that dread of going back to work and thinking, oh, I've got okay, it's seven o'clock now, I've got to be in bed by ten, and I've got three hours, and like you start calculating life. Yeah, exactly. That's the issue. So when we when we when one of the big things that we do is that we, when I'm speaking to companies, I'm not even thinking about how they are at work, I'm thinking about how, how their life is and how they're just generally feeling. Yeah. And I hope that these reports do shed light to that as well. Yeah, something that exactly. we wanna do too, yeah. is, as, as, as our Discovery Lab evolves, is to, you know, we, to, we do talk about well-being, we talk about the stress, we talk about productivity at work. There's definitely gonna be a part of, maybe more of a, of, so social psychological safety mm-hmm. how do you feel outside of work knowing that you know work's going good yeah or if it's not going so good how is that affecting you day to day are you single are you in a relationship are you a parent does that affect your children yeah that's the big thing i've got a daughter who's like two and a half years old um not enjoying a job before affected me at home which sure. affects her yeah so now that's a problem of course yeah. because before it was just me but now if it's affecting her life then yeah. now it's now it's something and and then i don't know, maybe being made maybe definitely being a parent maybe makes you more softer i mean i'm soft as hell but uh <laughs> it's i start thinking i just and then i start thinking about you know your mind starts going you think okay what about all these people in companies who've got kids yeah yeah yeah. and so just extrapolate from yeah, that. yeah 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 and, yeah and, and so that 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 why of of really wanting to make the impact, sometimes it's it goes way down the line of like of course. helping someone out like who's who's a child. But yeah, yeah, I do hope that reports make a difference. And I do think that there'll be a lot more reports. Yeah, for sure. And 
what I want to see from these reports is is not that you know sixty eight percent of people hate their jobs. Is that with sixty eight percent of companies have have done something in the last twelve months? Yeah. For mental health. Yeah. Um, fifty percent of companies who have done something have found that this is what's worked and this is what's helped. Yeah. That's what we need. We never yeah. we never get reports on that. And that, that's just not just here. That's across the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, rarely do we get reports on that. We just get people... We just get the doom and gloom reports. Yeah. I want a happy report yeah. in the next 12 months, and we'll do it ourselves. Yeah. We'll do the report based on this is what's worked, and this is what helps. Here's some tools that are going to help you move forward. Exactly. So Instead I, of that doom and gloom of... You know, we all hit our jobs. And we, we, I think we all knew that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But thanks for confirming it. Yeah, so not just reports about the state of how things are, a report about we understood where we were, we tried some things, these were the benefits and the data that has come as a result of that. Yeah. Like what has worked and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. And then, yeah, and then just move on from there and then yeah. try again, try the next one. Okay, exactly. what, if, if that's worked, it ha- did it continue working for a few years or was it just a year thing? Yeah. It, it needs to be constant. We need to. It's an iterative evolve. process. Yeah, it has to constantly being you know updated and modified and so on. Um, I so I've got a few more, just a few more questions for you, Zach. And these sure. are the two I've been leaving to the end because they're the I think the big ones. Right. So everything we've talked about today about mental health, about the tools, about the education, about the culture, about the mindset, about all these things. Like we've talked about a lot of things. And now, as you know, being in the space, there's a lot of push towards mental health and like trying to improve it and so on. I read a report, I read an article in Arabian Business a few months ago, and it said 93% of people experienced being always on. And the UAE, I think, I don't know about other countries in the, in the, in the region, but I'm going to just talk about the UAE and from what I hear and see from like all my friends, this always on culture being expected you know working on weekends working o- working overtime finishing at 10 p.m 8 p.m 9 p.m every night and then waking up the next day and doing it again and i did some research and the uae's global averages in anxiety depression burnout and family issues are higher than the global average across the board on all those four wow um and so i'm like all the things we're talking about and the work you're doing, the work I do, the work we're all doing is all good. But are we just putting band-aids on the problem? Because I think until what we're doing, is does it, it does help. And But I see it as we're putting band-aids. We're trying to make the problem a little bit better for you. But until the culture, like the culture, and that has to come from like, you know, government and so on, like the culture surrounding like this always on changes, are we just, you know, up again? Like, are we just, at the end of the day, is just going to be, like, for nothing? And I just read something yesterday that Portugal, I don't know you made if you read it, has made it illegal for your employer to message you after work. Illegal. Yeah, good. You know, exactly. That's fantastic. Yeah. But, so that's why, I, when I read that, I'm like, yes, that's, that's what we need. Because if it just continues like this, if there's no one that's going to put a stop to this, like... If there's no boundaries that are being set, if people are never getting the time, if you're always stressed, you're always working, getting an email at like 10 p.m. on a Friday night and like, oh, yeah, now you have to just like, yeah, it's not life. And it, it really frustrates me. This is like one of my biggest things and it makes me sad. So I don't know. What do you think? I think it's all positive that we're doing. But from what I've seen and from what I've heard, I feel like maybe we're just putting a band on the problem. No, I 
there's there's not many things that I dislike in the world, but this hustle mentality mm. is something I I really don't like. Mm. When, when you were kids, when we were all kids, and we wanted to, uh, and we talked about like life, and we were like, okay, what we go? You wanted to get the most for doing the least, right? Yeah. And so now, if you see a person who owns a business, who's managed to get the most of their time, they still work twenty four hours a day, and they do this, and then because you have to. And you know, a friend of mine, he owned um, he owns a, an exhibition company, and he used to tell me like, when I first owned my own business, I'd be like, right, I own my own business now, so I need to go and work all the hours in the day. I need to get up at five o'clock, send an email at five o five, like do all of this stuff, and and work until twelve o'clock at night. And then he switched that focus, and he said, you know what, I'm going to get up at this time, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to work until this time, then I'm going to relax, and that's it. And He's in a position to be able to do that because he owns his own business. Yeah. And I do the same thing. I work around the same or maybe even less sometimes. Mm. But because I'm in that position to do so, and I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate and lucky to be able to do that. When you're looking at it from a company point of view, it's so tough to be, and I've been there. Like I've been in this position where I've, I've had phone calls when we've done work with US clients at like two in the morning. And I was like, I'm doing a great job here. Yeah. I'm working hard. I'm going to hit my sales target. This is great. And then you look back and you think, what was I doing at two o'clock in the morning on the phone? Like, that's, this makes no sense at all. Do I think that companies are ever going to change that? No, because at the end of the day, there's no, no reason for them not to. Will government change it? It's hard to say because I think now it's cool to be always on. It's it's like a, a like a, a badge of pride, like a badge of honor. I always work. I always do this. I'm I, I'm always working. I'm a hard worker. I work 16, 17 hours a day. How many do you work? Eight? Catch up. You need to catch up. Mm. Those are rookie numbers. Mm. <laughs> so I think I think uh <laughs> I think it's it's a cool thing. You see, like you go online, and Gary Vee's working all hours of the day, and saying, "Look, hustle more, hustle harder." Mm. You see all these like the grant these gurus talk about all. Of yeah, this. yeah, yeah. So it's it's it is tough, but do I think that a change needs to happen? Yes, definitely. There needs to be something. Are we putting a band aid on it? In a sense, yes, but I think by having conversations with people and letting again, it's about learning. It's that education of okay, do you need to do you need to Tim Ferriss did the four hour work week yeah. book. How long ago was that? A while ago. It was a while ago yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And it was like a con like people were like, What, you can work four it's hours a four hours yeah. a week? But actually you, you pretty much can. Like yeah. you can work four hours a day and get things done. Yeah. In an eight hour day. Yeah. It's about being efficient. It's about being efficient. Yeah. And it's about doing that, but we don't give ourselves enough time. We have enough time now. This is the thing, we, we do have enough time. Life's so easy, you don't you didn't have to go home, you don't have to go home and cook, you can order food. Mm. You don't have to sometimes sit in traffic whilst driving, you can get an Uber. Yeah. You can, there's so many different ways of, we've cut time out so much yeah. that we've filled it with work. Yeah. And if we're not filling it with work and we're just sitting around or we're scrolling online, then people think, oh, I'm being lazy. Then you're you're taking a break from work after working 16 hours, and then you go online and you see someone saying, I've worked 20 hours today, or I've I'm it's I'm never hustling. enough. It's it? never enough. Yeah. So 
there's a there's a huge problem. I think it would be great if if our government did something like that and said, look, it's illegal to do that. But I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon because yeah, neither do I. Because even probably within the culture of of how we think, like Dubai is a hard working place. Yeah, Dubai built itself in the last fifty look fifty years in in next month. That wasn't done on on six hours a day, was it? Yeah. So yeah, true. that's what they'll say. We worked hard. We worked hard. We worked all the hours of the day to be able to provide everything here now. Mm. And so it takes a long time to unlearn that maybe of course. was that always the, was that needed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so do I think there's def- definitely needs to be a change? But I don't know if that's going to happen. But are we putting a bandaid over it? Yes and no. I think okay. I think we are to a certain extent. As a as a as a culture as, yeah. a, as a whole, yeah, yeah, exactly, hundred percent, we are yeah. doing that. And then, how we can maybe change that is by having those conversations, conversations one by one, until, you know, someone says from the government that it's it's now illegal, and people will stop doing it. Then I'll tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. Stop. You won't be getting no 10, 10 p.m. Uh, email saying I need this done in the next half an hour. Yeah, yeah. Um, that will stop. Yeah. And so I hope it. I hope it does because I think there's so much pressure anyway. Yeah. Um, there's so much pressure to be successful now. Yeah. In in our day and age, that if you're, and people think the only way to be successful is by working all the hours of the day. Exactly. I don't think. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I mean, sometimes I, I, I mean, most days I stop work at four thirty and I'll I'll I'll. I'll finish then by, by stop work at four thirty. Get all the emails done, and by five I'm finished. And then I I'll purposely not look at my phone mm. um, until the next day. And have I had people get in contact with me at seven o'clock? Yes. And I thought, oh god, I should have emailed them back at that <laughs> yeah. point. And like, what have I done? Yeah, yeah. And then you start worrying, like, oh, how long is it going to take them to get back? If I email them at seven o five. They'll probably get they back probably to me. Like, got back to me then straight away, and yeah. so it's just understanding all of that and 100%. coming to terms with it. But yeah, no, yeah. I, I don't know. Do you? What do you tell your friends that who are working this much? Like, what, 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 what advice have you given them? Um, I tell this to my um, my fiance all the time. So she works in uh, she works in social media and so she's working twenty four hours. A day. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean, like twenty four hours a day. Like, and it's not even a joke. Like, I've seen it. I've lived it. And I think one of the biggest issues, I think I I agree with you in the sense that yeah, maybe from a law perspective or a government intervention perspective, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Even though there is a big push for mental health, um, but. I'm like the way I see I'm like okay let's say okay you don't want to make you want you want to keep this hard working thing fine at least there should be at least okay like in other like in Europe whatever you comp- compensate for overtime if my life is overtime that's not real mm. it can't you know that doesn't make that doesn't make sense that's not what it should be that's not how how it is and I think one of the biggest issues but also okay I, I'll say this but I know why people do it is boundaries you know saying like putting your foot down and be like like no, I'm, I'm not gonna reply to this email at nine p.m. just because this client wants something at this time. You know, he's not gonna die if he gets it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But they're super demanding and whatever. But then you think about, oh yeah, if you put your foot down, 
then like you said, Dubai is a high demand place for work and stuff. So all they bring someone who would reply to that email at 9 p.m. So there's the fear of losing a job and uh, yeah. there's so much more to it. I, so I don't I don't say this lightly. I'm not saying this just like, yeah, do it and everything will be fine. No, but I think people need to start setting more boundaries for themselves and standing up for themselves. Because yeah. if you don't, if if this, if the from like the higher ups, it's not going to change then you have to do something to change it for yourself or you're just going to keep, you'll be stuck in the same thing yeah. the whole time. It's, it, it's for if, if you're a business owner and you have employees, then you should really try and look at ways of, of, of implementing some of this because it will help you in the long term. 100%, yeah. Uh, and also if you're a business owner, you should be able to, you should be doing this yourself as well. Yeah. You know, um, if Elon Musk can run three companies in a day and still manage to do all the things he does, then you can probably run one company and have a bit of a break. Yeah. And for employees, it's, it's giving yourself that extra time to be able to do that. Okay, it's not gonna, some, some companies are going to be really hard to, to be able to shut off and not reply back. And then the, the, you, know, you might get some uh, words from your management and things like that, but you still have to give yourself let them say that and it, it's easier said than done like of okay, course yeah fine, that's why like I, you said I, I don't take it um I it's say not a light it, thing exactly to say, yeah i understand i do think it, it has to happen but it goes back to the point but companies don't need to do it so what's the point yeah and that's 100 percent. and you're 100 right and this is as brutal sometimes the best way to be is like brutally honest yeah yeah and yeah, call it like it is call it like it is yeah People work hard because we've allowed we've allowed it to happen. 100%. If the people at the start were like, like no, no, we're not doing this, then we're like, okay, we've we've pushed on a bit too far. Yeah, now. exactly. Okay, the forty-hour weeks now yeah. turned into a sixty-hour week. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and and that's it. I think yeah. we've we've just allowed things to, to to get on, and now we're trying to pull things back, and they're like, no, but you let us you let us do this, and now we're sticking at this point. Exactly. Um, I, I read a book. And they talked about it. This was like in the fifties. They were like, I think it might even be less than that. It might. I think it was like the twenties when they. The book was in the fifties, but it was in the twenties when they talked about how. That's when they started introduce like the thirty-hour or forty-hour work mm-hmm. week around that point. And they said, "How lucky are people going to be in the future when they'll have all this technology and they'll only be able to work fifteen hours a week?" <laughs> I was thinking. <laughs> What, yeah. Where where did we go wrong? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we had all this technology and now we work more. Yeah, exactly. What's the point? Yeah. And I agree. Like, don't get me wrong. People enjoy you should be, you should enjoy work, but I'd much rather be doing other things than working. Like love your job, great. I love what I do, but I also like a break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but there's there's other things that I'd much rather be doing as well. Sometimes. Yeah, right? exactly. So, it's. When I read that, I was like, wow, we really messed up at yeah. some point. Yeah. I don't know where or how, 100%. but we did. I think you made a, a good point that we've allowed it to happen. I think that's the key thing. So that's why my boundaries things is kind of like the best, that's the best advice I was given. That's, I guess, the first defense you can put up to stop allowing that to happen. But again, I don't say this lightly. I understand the situation. So if I'm just saying, if this is what my advice would be, that's what I would say. Yeah. But Moving on to um, the my last question before we get on to the last two. So everyone talks about now, mental health is the next pandemic, right? Okay. Yeah. 
And uh, I was doing my research and after post-COVID here and you know, globally now, 71% of employees have an expectation on their employer to offer mental health, some type of you know, mental health services or counseling or like to have some like a mental, a mental well-being strategy or something in place because employees now want to feel more supported than before. And so 71% of employees want that. Yeah, but only at the time of reading this report, which was a couple of months ago, twenty nine percent of companies in the UAE were offering it. So there's a huge disparity there. And so the question I wanted to ask you is: Is it going to be like the internet bubble, like companies who didn't adapt and start adopting the internet back then, fell behind and were forgotten, and the whole world, you know, moved forward? Same thing with like Nokia. Same thing with like Kodak. Like all the stories you hear about not adapting to where the world is moving. Do you think that's going to be the same with mental health now? Do you think companies that don't actually start caring for their employees and because talent's in high demand. So like if you're not offering me this, I'm like, okay, fine. I don't need to work here. I'll go find a company that does like has these strategies, these things in place and does care about their employees mental well-being. Yeah. And talent's in very high demand, but the supply is quite limited. So what do you say? Do you think this is going to be a similar thing to that if you if you don't do this now, you're going to fall behind? I think yes and no. I think okay. it's important because it's important to look at what's happened before in the past. Like you said, 29% of employees are doing it at the moment, but then we need to look at the quality of what's actually being given. Yeah, there of as course, well. of course. Because if it's an EAP system, for yeah. example, then whatever. Yeah. There's there was you might you might as well just not have it because they're never going to use it. Yeah. Um, do I think that there's a bubble? Yes and no, because I think that some companies are going to do it, and they're always going to be. A, look at Google. Remember when Google had like the bean, ch- uh, the, the the bean bags, and they had mm-hmm. the fruit bowls, and they had the the foosball tables, and yeah, that was all cool, and every company wanted to do it. But even companies that tried to do it, and it, it was it was like a, a fad, right? And yeah, it kind of just worked for a bit, and then yeah. that was the thing with mental health. And you talk about companies maybe potentially falling behind I think if you offer the minimum yeah they'll, they'll be able to just move they'll forward they'll just go okay. along yeah we, we offer this I think what you'll see is that people who really embrace it and put it into their culture they're, they're the ones that are going to move they'll forward attract, like they'll attract yeah. now the be all and end all always is going to be salary okay I don't think that's going to change mm. I think if there's perks and things like that, but if someone was getting offered, you know, considerable amount more, they're always going to go for that most yeah, of the yeah, time. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, I don't want to talk generally, but like as a, as a, as a general point of view, usually, yes. yeah, yeah. I think what you know, mental health needs to not be a perk mm. of the job. Yeah. It just needs to be part of the job. Yeah, that this is what happens. Because mm. if it's a perk, then we look at them and you know, just like how we get X amount of days off, you have mental health is is on that same level okay it's not yeah. that on fridays we do dress on thursday sorry we do dress down it shouldn't be like that yeah yeah i get you it shouldn't be like and there's a fruit bowl if you want some free fruit <laughs> like if it, we're putting in that category then it doesn't matter if companies do it or not yeah i think that it, it won't get anywhere if we put it on the same level as you get this many days off a year and we put it in that area then things will definitely um move forward and and if more and more companies start doing that 
then be, the yeah. people that are, do- are not doing it, they'll fall behind quickly yeah, because exactly. it'll be like, if if you were getting paid 30,000 dirhams a month, but you didn't, you only got five days off a year, or you're getting 20,000 dirhams a month, and you're getting 25 days, you'd go for, you'd take the 10th. Yeah. So yeah. we need to put it at that level. Exactly, yeah. And so if we do that, then 100% companies, the, the overall way of how we think towards mental health and will change yeah. will change massively yeah yeah i think you made a great point about number one that i think salary will always like in, we're generalizing here but salary yeah. will be king usually um but also, mental health can be queen yeah exactly right now, so, yeah which is love probably, that which is, love that awesome, we, awesome. and, then, and yes. they're the ones that make the the, yes. the decisions they're love more that. important yeah so yeah we're and going for that one like like what you said not making it a perk of the job but literally part of the job and placing it on uh, an importance level, like for example, like vacation days with people, with which people, like you know, look forward to for like the whole year. You know, you know that time, that le- legitimate, you know, time off. Uh, Tarek, I just have two more questions for you. These are questions I ask all my guests. So, number one, looking back, either personally or in your career, what totally up to you. What are you most proud of for yourself? Um, what am I most proud of? a tough one I really know what I was proud of I think the the most proud is I'm probably of, of how I've been as a parent okay overall sure I think personally that has been the biggest thing for me uh, of, yeah just how I've, I've how I've yeah been, been a parent and I'm, I'm proud of how I've done that for the last couple of couple of years and, yeah. and, and, and have just adapted with that and it's such a amazing thing and I think yeah that's that's my daughter is the probably the thing that's made me the most proud yeah uh, from a professional point of view I think there's more a lot more to come but I think so far I think yeah. there's like there's been little little things that make me happy of like yeah. um, definitely one of the biggest parts was setting this company up that was obviously one that was always a goal to, to be able to do that sure um, but even if I go back like I remember like moving from Coventry to London I was very proud of from moving from London to Dubai I was very proud of so it's kind of those big moments but it's now trying to find those sometimes find the small those moments moment, in, yeah. the big, in the big ones 100% um, and it's so it's really interesting I've had so many guests this, that question uh, recently especially over the last like two three months when I ask them when it comes to like what are you most proud of a lot of them are parents are like my kids or like how they parented and stuff and it's I don't know I guess I didn't I don't have kids so mm-hmm. I can't relate yet but um, it's just something that I I I can't relate to yet so I don't understand that feeling of pride that you must have I yeah. can I get it you know what I mean but I don't feel it so I think it's different but I think it's a beautiful thing and also I think um, you know I think taking any big leap that you're you don't know what the outcome is going to be is something you should be proud of so with you you know m- making those jumps and like opening my uh, well-being uh, well-being lab is you know you should be very proud of man and congrats thank you uh, hopefully much more to come and for my last question Tarek what is the message you'd like everyone to take home with them today I think the the biggest message is um to have better inner dialogues with yourself. 
I think that is something which we need to start doing more. You know, uh, the self-talk to each other, to ourselves, is sometimes the worst conversations we have with anybody. Absolutely. And so, one of the things that um, I heard recently with one of the coaches was talking to me about is that they um, they were coaching somebody and the person was talking to them so bad, like they, that in the talk was so bad that they've now named that thing. They've named it. Oh, that's X person talking to me. Mm. And so the the biggest thing now is like, it's very easy to say, don't get me wrong, but to be nice to yourself. Yeah. Because that will affect so many different things. Yeah. It will affect not only your mental health, but it just affects everything. 100%. So if that was one thing I could say to people, that would be it. That would be it. Awesome, man. And I love that message. And <clears throat> I totally, totally agree and resonate with it. Like you said, um, everything we've talked about today, I want people to like, anyone listening, guys, it, it's easier said than done, but it's not impossible. So I don't want to take away the reality of how you know, hard things are. We're not sitting here just being like, do this, do that for mental health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so we have to also, I think we've been real today and talk, called it like it is how I like to say, you know, this yeah. is how the situation is. This is where we are. Um, Tarek, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show, sure. man. This has been a fantastic conversation and a super in-depth one. I haven't had one of these, especially regarding mental health in a while. So I've missed them. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, anyone who wants to uh, work with you, connect with you, how can they get in touch? Just uh, let yeah, us know. Uh, yeah, so um, my Wellbeing Lab on Instagram, um, you can contact me directly uh, on there. Also, um, www.mywellbeinglab.com. Uh, and I'm also on LinkedIn as well. That's my only social media um, <laughs> that I have. So, yeah, I'm normally on there posting about something or another. So, yeah, catch me on there. Sounds good. Uh, so, guys, you heard it. Heard it here. You know how to get in touch with Tark if you need to. Tak, thanks so much again for coming appreciate on the show, it, man. I really appreciate it. Guys, so everyone listening, follow the podcast, subscribe, share it with your homies. Uh, hope that it, that helps. And as always, guys, hope it helps. Thanks, Peace. everybody. Bye. Cheers.